Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I want to look ahead at the start of school and talk about a tiny mistake that can ruin your whole year. Okay, maybe I'm being a little dramatic. Hopefully it won't completely ruin it, but it will certainly make it a whole lot more difficult. And I know through hard experience because I made this mistake and I paid for it all year long. And I don't want you to have the same thing happen. So let's talk about it. So when I think back to my first year of teaching, I was so excited. Uh, I'd been dying to teach and I just couldn't wait. So the first day actually I thought went pretty well. It seemed everything went pretty smoothly and so did the second. But I don't know where things started going off off the tracks, as it were, but I, it was definitely, you know, a few weeks in, for sure, come October, uh, things were not going well. I remember standing in front of my class, like, you know, I've got 20 Algebra 1 students, and they just were not listening. I was like trying to get their attention to start class and I couldn't get their attention. Half the class didn't have their homework. I had another class that was back talking like crazy, always questioning me. It was it was a bit of a nightmare. And remember, I didn't even realize quite how bad it was until my principal called me in his office and said, you know, I don't think you realize all this stuff that's going on behind your back when you're at the board and students are saying these things and like you you've got to you've got to muster your authority, you've got to figure it out. And thankfully, I've shared some of this before. Um, I had some great mentors. I was I was able to turn things around eventually. But when I look back now with some perspective and experience, I can see exactly what went wrong. And what went wrong is that I failed to address those first discipline issues. And maybe discipline issues isn't is even too strong of a word. I failed to address the first misbehaviors, the first not following procedures, the first problems. I figured I would just let the little things go because they're little, right? It's not a big deal if Jackson has his head on his desk or if, you know, Olivia is leaning back in her chair or if these couple students are just they're just whispering it's not really that big of a deal it's not really a problem I'll just maybe give a little look or I'll just keep teaching and it, it's not really a problem it's not really that disruptive I'm just gonna keep going with what I'm doing and I think actually part of the reason that I did that well I know for sure a major reason that I did that Number one was because I figured it wasn't a big deal. But number two, it was because I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to like slap a detention on the kid for, you know, putting his head down or for talking. Um, So I I knew I didn't want to do that, but I didn't really have a plan for what to do instead. So I just defaulted to doing nothing or giving a look, which the the look can be effective in certain cases, but it's certainly not enough all on its own, right? So pretty soon, the problem was those little problems 
didn't stay little. And that's why I said, actually, I had a great first day and a pretty good second day too. But before long, the issues were just slight, just progressively escalating. And instead of one or two students whispering, I now had five students whispering. And then I had 10 students talking. And then pretty soon, I would be starting trying to start class and just everyone was talking and no one was listening because I had basically established to them that, yeah, the rule is, you know, to, you know, not, not, not talk while the teacher's talking, but in actuality, I'm not going to do anything if you do, so you can really do what you want. That's what I had said in, in with my actions. By not addressing any of the issues, that's what I had told them. And the same thing goes with procedures, right? Um, in the procedures that I'm teaching or that you're teaching, if we tell them to do it a certain way, but then we just don't really worry about it if they don't do it that way. We're basically saying, well, what we say doesn't really matter. You, you can actually do whatever you want or whatever you feel like because uh, I'm not really going to say anything. I'm not really going to follow through. You know, what I say doesn't really go. That's what our actions are saying when we do nothing. And like I said, the problem is in theory – in theory, we would love to let the little things go, right? We'd love to say these things really aren't that big of a deal. Uh, just let them do it. It's it's really not a problem. But we have to keep in mind human nature and human nature is that to take advantage, right? And so when we let the little things go, the problems do increase. I can tell you by experience and I'm sure so many others can. And if you've been teaching for long and you've done this, you can you can think back to how this has happened too. Now, one of the reasons that we choose to let little things go, there's a couple reasons. One was the reason I had stated. We don't know what to do instead. And what I learned, um, actually, we're going to be having an upcoming training, a back-to-school classroom management solutions training that's going to go into a lot more detail about some specific plans you can put in place to deal with minor issues like blurting and talking and things like that. So we'd love to invite you to join us on that. It's a free training at teachfortheheart.com slash training. But I will tell you, the biggest thing I learned is that you don't actually have to give out a consequence to address the issue, okay? Follow me. So let's say the kid is putting his head down, simply saying, Jackson, uh, please sit up. That addressed the issue, right? You simply showed the student that's not how we're gonna behave in class, this is what we're gonna do instead, right? Saying, um, Jordan, uh, please go back to the door and come into the classroom. Uh, please walk into the classroom instead of running. Let's let's try it again. You address the issue. The kid's not in trouble. The kid's not embarrassed. You just have them redo it, right? So learning to have students or asking your students to redo things, simply noting the behavior and asking them to correct it, that is dealing with the problem. Now, obviously, um, you that you can't do that with every single little thing. Uh, in other words, if they're respond, if they're not responding to that, um, if they need, if, if you're t- telling them to sit up and then they immediately put their head right back down, well, then that's that's obviously a bigger issue. You deal with that differently. But my point is that for a lot of these little things, you can simply say something, or you can have a simple system um, that you use. And like I say, I do have a system um, that we use that I used for dealing with 
talking in particular because I didn't want to stop teaching every single time I had to tell someone to stop talking. Um, I didn't want to interrupt the flow of teaching for that. And so I had a system I used. I actually wrote names on the board, um, but there's lots of other ways that you can do it. I'll link to that article at teachfortheheart.com slash tiny mistake. Uh, teachfortheheart.com slash tiny mistake. I will link to that article and we're going to talk about it a whole lot more in our back to school um classroom management solutions training. Once again, at teachfortheheart.com slash training. Okay, so my point is, uh, number one, realize that you can deal with, th- you, dealing with things can be simply addressing it, having a student redo. There don't have to actually be consequences and you need a plan. Okay, so if you don't have a plan, check out those articles, come to our training, talk to another teacher, get a plan in place so that you're not floundering in, I don't know what to do, so I do nothing. All right, so that's the first reason. Sometimes we don't we don't do anything because we don't know what to do. The second reason, though, is we've often heard this phrase, don't sweat the small stuff. And we just accept that as gospel truth, as it were, and say, okay, I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. Here's the thing. There is truth in that recommendation to not sweat the small stuff. But it is not true on day one of school or day two of school, or day three of school. That is true on day 106 of school when you have bigger things to deal with, when you've already established your procedures, when you have a student where you're dealing with big issues and you choose to let something go and give some grace because it's not going to help, okay? So not sweating the small stuff, there is a time and a place for that. And the time and the place for that is later in the school year. It is not the first week of school. Okay, the first week of school, you are creating your classroom culture. You are setting expectations. You are communicating to the students what matters and what doesn't matter. All right. And you're doing that with your actions more than your words. So the first week of school is the time to sweat all of the small stuff, right? All of it. Um, And then later in the year, you can make a more executive decision of what is worth sweating and what is not, okay? So I hope that's helpful to you. And I'm not the only one that says this. I found this advice elsewhere. Um, Definitely um, sweat the small stuff in the beginning and then it's different later in the year. So hope that makes sense. If not, leave a comment at teachfortheheart.com slash tinymistake and we can talk through it together. So I hope this encouragement has been helpful to you to not let the little things go, to deal with problems while they're small so that they stay small and don't escalate into major class mutinies. Um, And I hope that you will join us in our back to school classroom management solutions training uh, so that you can, we're going to be talking about five common mistakes that teachers make during the first week of school how to avoid them, and how to start the school year right. We're also going to be going into more detail about some simple systems to curb those issues like chatter and blurting, as well as how to teach students to follow your procedures. So we hope you can join us there at teachfortheheart.com slash training. And once again, we link to all these notes at teachfortheheart.com slash tinymistake. Thank you guys so much for being here. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.